Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Welcome once again to our podcast this afternoon. Uh, this is uh, uh, Rick Hudson from uh, Lackland Baptist Church and uh, the Kingdom Expansion Team for San Antonio Baptist Association. Uh, we've been busy engaging God-led relationships globally, and one of those relationships that we've established uh, through San Antonio Baptist Association is with Brandon Carroll, he's president of Indigenous Amazon Ministries and uh, missionary in Peru. And he will be uh, with us today as our special guest, and uh, we'll be in a conversation today with uh, uh, Brandon and Andrew Beto, who is pastor of Oak Ridge Baptist uh, uh, here in San Antonio, and Andrew has been in Peru with uh, Brandon several times. As a matter of fact, I believe you serve on the uh, on the board uh, there as well. But let's go around the room before we get started here and introduce the other participants in the uh, uh, the web uh, the uh, broadcast or podcast here. Uh, starting with Earl Quick. Earl, yes, uh, um, Earl Quick. I work. I am a community pastor at the Hills Church currently here in San Antonio. Uh, worked 20 years on the mission field with Uruguay, Argentina, and Colombia. Uh, just want to encourage our, ch- our churches that are listening, pastors, those who may be listening. Uh, my experience when I was on the mission field is churches that came and visited, uh, came back home and were mission-minded at home. So this is not an either-or. This will generate uh, missions and just evangelistic work locally. Uh, as you get involved overseas. So I just want to encourage you to uh, listen to this and see what how God might help you uh, plan your future. Thank you. Thank you, Earl. We appreciate you joining us and being on the team as well. And and uh, certainly you're, you're absolutely right. The more exposure we have, uh, I think the more mission-minded we become here and uh, certainly help broad uh, podcast that we uh, completed a few moments ago. Pastor from Baptist in Harrah, Oklahoma, uh, Dan Campbell was with us. And that was his experience as he brought his people back from Peru and from other mission trips. It just helps uh, the church to be more mission-centered and more mission-minded uh, there. We also have Andrew Beto on the podcast today, and we're going to be hearing quite a bit from him. But Andrew, go ahead and tell us a bit about who you are. Well, my name is Andrew Beto, and I'm the pastor of Oak Ridge Baptist Church in uh, in San Antonio, and I'm just I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Good, Dr. Horn, Executive Director for San Antonio Baptist Association, and uh, Dr. Horn, thank you so much for your leadership and in really in in the direction of our association and putting together these uh, five different strategic teams uh, that are. Uh, uh, leading in different areas uh, in mission, but uh, uh, tell us a bit about uh, your your take on Kingdom Expansion Team and really what uh, the importance of, of what we're doing through uh, Saba. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this particular podcast. We are blessed today to have Brandon Carroll and also be talking with one of our churches, Oak Ridge Baptist Church, with Andrew Beto as pastor. And uh, one of our churches going down to the Amazon and communicating the gospel message with people down there. As an association, we we realized a number of years ago that things have changed so much 
that we could have a relationship uh, around the world and be able to pick up the phone and make a phone call and connect with somebody around the world. And that's what we began doing, uh, uh, following God-led relationships globally, because we can do that now and uh, not have to be a geographically based association, but be based on, on relationships that we have. I've known Brandon Carroll for probably 14 or 15 years now. I've known Andrew Beto probably at least uh, 10. And Earl Quick, his family and, and my family were in language school together in Costa Rica in 1997. So I've known uh, these three men uh, quite some time and have seen God work in their life. And of course, our team leader, Rick Hudson, we're, we're thankful for all of his uh, involvement in our association for his leadership. So I, I'm excited for you to get to hear what God is doing in the Amazon and how he's using our churches here in Saba to be a part of that. Thank you, Dr. Horn. Of course, our special guest on this podcast is Brandon Carroll. As I said a few moments ago, he's president of Indigenous Amazon Ministries. And uh, I've had Brandon in our church here at Lackland uh, several times. He's preached for me and he has also come in and just shared uh, uh, about uh, what's going on uh, on the Amazon. And uh, I'd like to encourage any pastor uh, who would like to. Brandon's in the country now and will be for a few months. And uh, any pastor in the San Antonio area that would like to have a missionary come in and or someone come and fill your pulpit, uh, you can uh, uh, you can, uh, Brandon would do an excellent job uh, in uh, either direction. Uh, he's a he's a fine preacher, uh, but also uh, has a great uh, testimony and, and a great uh, uh, take on on what's going on there in in Peru. And so, uh, so Brandon, welcome. We're so glad that uh, that you're that you're home. Uh, at least for a while, and uh, you're able to be here with us this morning and uh, in, in, uh, engage this conversation with us about uh, some of the things that are going on uh, there in Peru. And uh, just by way of introduction, again, I know that the reason you're here is not necessarily one that was well planned out. None of us for this uh, uh, coronavirus crisis to be uh, affecting us the way that it has, but uh, you and the family have come back, and uh, right now you're in, in uh, Arkansas, and uh, so we, we first condolences on having to be in Arkansas instead of here in San Antonio, but uh, we look forward to having you down here in San Antonio soon, so so the, welcome. We're glad that you're here today. Rick, um, you know, I was born here in Arkansas. I'm a Razorback through and through. And so it's good to be back in God's country. That's what I'll say about that. Well, one. we we are aware of that, you, brother. It's okay. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of room under the cross for everyone. That's right. Raise your backs. Oh, me. Well, uh, Andrew Beto has been uh, down with you in uh, uh, Peru several times on different trips. And I, I'm going to kind of let you guys uh, for a few minutes and, and talk about about the the uh, uh, that's going on in Peru, uh, Brandon. Why don't you tell us? I know you've been down there a little over sixteen years, and uh, building this ministry and, and working with the people uh, on the Amazon. 
Uh, tell us a, a bit about the, the ministry, really the direction, what you're doing, uh, how things have progressed. And then uh, you and Brand, uh, you and Beto talk about uh, uh, some of the, the opportunities of, of uh, doing mission trips uh, in Peru. Yeah, so um, when, when I got started out, um, it was basically river ministry, um, working with mestizos. Mestizos are Peruvian farmers that live out along the rivers um, or tribal groups. And um, it, it wasn't until I met Daryl um, years ago and, and he instilled in me and taught me and discipled me through chronological Bible story that we, we were really effective so we've been really effective since that moment in, in reaching tribal groups with the gospel through storytelling. Um, but recently, um, we, we've been more involved in the city without forsaking the river, but really building up disciples and church planting um, in the city because we believe that the, the mission was given to the local church. And we realized that without the local church trained up um, and having having members or disciples being trained in in missions uh we're not going to be able to reach the jungle so that's that's been a big factor for us the last year and a half um of really planting churches and and training leaders in the city to be able to reach the tribal groups so we're heavy into that at the moment um for with with andrew beto he's the only guy that i would take out to a tribal group that i've never been to um, because he's just that crazy. So I really appreciate that, Brandon. Yeah, you're the only one, brother. And so we uh, we went out there to the Ashinikas, um, and and the way that we got invited to the Ashinika tribe was through an organization called FINAP, um, which now I think is 18 or 19 tribal groups, um, and it's an association of tribal churches, is what it is. And so it's ran just by tribal leaders, tribal pastors. No outside influence from the U.S. Um, within their leadership base, and so they they contacted us a couple of years ago about getting involved training the pastors um, in different tribal groups. And so um, the Ashinikas aren't actually a part of FINAP, um, but they contacted FINAP asking for pastoral training. And so um, Andrew wanted to come down, and I said, "You're crazy enough to go out here with us to this tribal group we've never been to." And um, it, it was it was rough. It really was. Um, and I think going there, it was sunny the whole time. And we get there and there's only three or four structures. And it, it's not even a village. It was actually a training site for the Ashinika pastors. Um, so it was like a campsite for them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I was telling I was telling Brandon. He took us on our first mission trip down there. He took us to where the where the the Amazonian tribes people go when they go camping. When they go camping, that's where we got to go. So, that was, so thanks again, Brandon. Thanks for that. You really well. It was good for you to cook. I mean, Andrew was our cook, so we had pancakes and food wise, we weren't suffering a bit. But um, you know, even for for me being experienced and traveling to tribal groups, it was rough for me too. Um, it really was, and you know, going back. Uh, you know, skipping forward a little bit, going back, it rained the whole way and we had no covering at all. And, and I just remember Andrew was probably, I don't ever want to see rain again in my life when we were drenched for four or five hours going down the river. Um, ministry. I, I still have that video. Andrew sent me of you two in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I still have that video on my phone. Yeah. It was quite the experience. Um, but, you know, when, when, when tribal groups are hungry for the gospel and they want 
want to learn more as as believers in Christ. Um, you know, I, I think we should be willing to sacrifice everything to get out there with the gospel, the people that are desperate for it, um, and to learn more so that they can be more effective in ministry. And and Andrew and his team uh, did a great job. Um, me being me being the guy that's done this so many times, I kind of wanted to jump in um, and add stuff to it and and on to me for that. But um, it, it was a good week. Well, you know, I, I think that one of the big takeaways for me was that, uh, that small churches can do big things. Um, you know, Oak Ridge was, is, we're a, we're a small church in, um, in uh, Northwest uh, or Northeast San Antonio. And, um, you know, I, I got to see, uh, uh, my folks really rise to the occasion. Um, it was a, it was a fantastic trip. We, uh, we left out on March 15th, um, about like the other trip that we, we talked about in one of the other uh, podcast to get into Peru is is a uh, it's it's a bit challenging. You, there's no direct flights. Uh, we drove to Houston, flew from Houston to Lima. Um, you end up having to spend the night in the Lima airport, which in and of itself is an adventure. Uh, we flew into Pulcalpa. Uh, so Brandon is based in Iquitos, which is a kind of a large island in the jungle. Pulcalpa is more uh, connected to things, so it's a little bit bigger town. We flew into Pulcalpa. Um, and then uh, spent night in a hotel, and then uh, the next morning, Brandon shows up with uh, with these with a van. Uh, now we we knew that we were going to be uh, kind of out in the bush, so our folks had all packed. Um, you know, we we were we were carrying backpacks and and traveling pretty light, um, and so we got in the van. The van took us about four hours down to uh, a, a little town outside of Constitución, Peru. Uh, this little bitty, I don't even remember, what was that called? What was that place called, Brandon? That little, it was like a river portage. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was like a, like a bait camp, like some, like a Louisiana bait camp is what it looked like to me. Um, and so we get on the river and we do another two and a half hours up the river. Um, and uh, we get off at this, this place called Isla Urena. And it was pretty pretty primitive um so uh you know no electricity no running water not no real not even really any kind of uh latrine facilities so it was uh, it was pretty pretty primitive um but it, it was a it was a fantastic opportunity uh because we got to again i mean this is where we've been talking about the power of chronological bible storying and i we were able to sit down with a group of people Many of whom were were leaders in um, in churches uh, further up the river. So basically, this is about the farthest out that that we were going to be able to get, and this was kind of the closest in they were going to get. So it's kind of a it was a really good meeting place where we could get together with people from a bunch of different uh, uh, villages, and we went through um, a week of chronological Bible storing. We took them all the way from. Uh, from that initial story where we lay out the, uh, and for those of you who don't know what chronological Bible storying is, it's, it's a method of communicating scripture that focuses on narrative passages. And the idea is that people uh, inherently, especially people from, from uh, non-literate or functionally illiterate uh, cultures communicate in stories. Uh, and so we, uh, we take the major stories in the scripture and we use them like building a brick wall, placing one one story on top of the other, tying in the themes 
of of scripture. I mean, it, it is a uh, it is biblical theology at its most basic and its most effective. Um, and so, we were able to take these folks from uh, from creation uh, all the way to uh, resurrection of Christ, um, and it was it was amazing. Uh, we there was we would sit in this in this hot this hot building in the middle of the muggy heat with mosquitoes everywhere and pigs everywhere and and these folks are just wrapped and we've got the the chronological bottle storying scarf that we brought with us what's got all the pictures laid out and as we're building this story up these people are just hungry they're just they're just receiving it folks that that uh you know the the group that we were with the Ashinika. Uh, they don't have a Bible in their language. I mean, they've got, they've had Bible translators out there with them. Some of them have only read through like one book of the Bible, uh, maybe the book of Matthew. And, and so as we're laying this out <clears throat> and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about how uh, Jesus is the, you know, is the, is the seed of the woman that crushes the head of the serpent, man, their eyes just light up. They were, it was amazing to them. Um, and, and people began to respond to it and, and, uh, by the time we were done, uh, you know, folks had come to Christ, and uh, we baptized uh, six or seven individuals in the middle of the Amazon River, which was amazing. Uh, I mean, you never get to do that. Who gets to baptize people in the Amazon River? It was great, um, but it was a it was a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. I, I think the the biggest thing that stuck out for me uh, was the 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 way that experiences like this can transform our church members, right? Um, the, um, we had a, uh, we had a, a small team. We took five people in, which was good because we were traveling pretty deep and pretty light. Um, and I got to watch as individuals from my church began to uh, mature. Uh, they began to come out of their comfort zone, um, both, you know, literally because we're sleeping in the jungle and and spiritually as people who who have been mostly passive consumers of christianity are now teaching and they they uh are providing the authority of scripture and seeing what that does um so i i think that uh, uh i think that it was a, a just a really really transformational experience for the members of my church. We, um, this was uh, the trip itself. I think we, we factored it in, um, cost us about $1,800 per person. We raised the money as a church. Um, and you know, some people kicked in some money and then we raised the money as a church. So most of the people went, uh, for between two and $300. Um, and it was, um, it was an opportunity for our church, which has never really been involved in missions that much, um, to to send a team out and then watch what happens when that team um, begins to communicate the gospel. I think that uh, uh, Brandon and Indigenous Amazon Ministries is, uh, they're a fantastic resource for small churches. Uh, for a, if you know, you're, you're the pastor of a, of a small or, or medium-sized church, and maybe you don't have your own mission staff. Maybe you're, you're trying to figure out what this looks like. This is a great way uh, to interact with missions. And, and I say that from a couple of different perspectives. One of them, uh, 
the fact that Brandon is a is a fantastic man of God who God is using in an in an incredible way there, but also from the standpoint of uh, uh, there is a lot of there is a lot of counterproductive missions activity out there. There's a lot of missions that, uh, for lack of a better term, it's just religious themed entertainment for for rich Christians in the United States. And, and I don't I don't know how to say it any other way than that. Mission trips out there. I've I've you know built you know done the thing where you go down and you build buildings or you build churches or you dig water wells. And I'm not taking away anything from those things. But um, a lot of those a lot of the mission trips that I've been involved in have been the people going than the people that are we're being sent to. Uh, and I and I think. As a as a church, embracing good, healthy missiology important. Uh, understanding that missions should be driven by the missionary uh, in the field, not by what we need, right? And so, partnering with somebody like Brandon and saying, "Hey, man, what do you need? How can we bless you?" and then responding to that, uh, the mission activity that that Indigenous Amazon Ministries does is uh, it it is in many ways on the cutting edge. I mean, it, this is, we're, they're going out to places where they where the word of God hasn't gone. And it's, and it's doing it in a way that is not, that doesn't breed dependency, which is huge. We're not going out there and, and, uh, and doing things that uh, will cease to function when we leave. We're, we're providing a tool, which is the chronological Bible stories uh, that can be communicated from tribe to tribe. So, uh, I cannot speak enough about what a fantastic opportunity this was uh, for our church just to partner with them. Uh, I, I, did, I don't have 45 minutes of stuff. That, that was, that's really all I wanted to say there. Um, uh, let me ask you this, Brandon. Uh, I know that, you know, when we went out there, we worked with the, with the Ashenica um, mm -hmm. And then later on, we talked about maybe coming back and working with uh, with FineApp. Is that something that you see going on in the future? Do you do you do you see that those uh, that those connections are probably still going to happen? Uh, oh yeah, the, the connections will be there, um, and and they're continuing to be there um, right now. You know, in Peru, we talked about this a little bit in the other video. Peru's kind of shut down for a while. Um, you know, there's no travel in, in between. You can't go on the river. You can't travel in between cities. You, you can rarely leave your house. Um, so it's, it's completely shut down. Um, but in the future, it will. Um, we, we've got another request. Pedro sent me yesterday. Um, the, the leader of the Ashinika pastors who uh, we visited with Andrew, uh, Pastor Johnny, he's from the uh, Yashini, I think it's Yashini, Yashinish. I, don't, I can't pronounce it good, but he's from another tribe, Yanisha or something along those lines. Um, and he's asking for us to go into his tribal group um, further past Ucalpa, uh, where we went, and, and to train them as well. So there's ample opportunities um, for churches not just to go into the city of Iquitos um, and train pastors or church planting, but if you're a church and you want your people to experience, and I mean, deep Amazon jungle, there's also that availability for you. Um, you know, for example, like the Atchwar tribe, and in, in, in it's kind of like the Ashinika, but the Atchwar, you either have to get on speedboats for over 24 hours, or you fly to 
on a little puddle jumper uh, to uh, to a city um, along Pastasa, and then you you drop down four hours on the boat. Um, so you know, for people, um, it, the Amazons are really tough. But you know, as Andrew said, your people are going to come back ready to disciple their own people in your local area and your local church. Um, and and I really love the the opportunity to to work with local churches who have really never been involved in missions. Um, and as Andrew said, uh, you know, right from the start, give them good missions principles that are going to guide their missiology wherever they work in the world. Um, you know, Andrew mentioned the non-dependency. Um, and, and some of the things that we do, everything we do is is um, reproducible. So that goes into the non-dependency and in, in the, the extent that we need to be able to teach in a way that they're going to be able to take it and reproduce it without us having to be there. Um, the, the other thing is we, we don't, everything we do is indigenous, which means we're not going to take things from different cultures and try to evangelize the people with things that they culture. Um, yes, there's no PowerPoints or handouts. There's no PowerPoints or handouts, no. Um, and, and effective. Andrew, could you talk about your role as a pastor and what you did to prepare your people before you actually got on the airplane? Well, I think that, you know, my job as the past was very much with vision casting, um, you know, helping, helping my church to realize that, um, that this is something that we could actually do. I mean, there was a lot of doubt um, about, is this something we should do? Is this something we can do? Um, you know, are these good priorities for us? Um, and, and so it was, it was an interesting transition to see us move from, to see folks who were at first very kind of reticent, like, oh, you know, are you sure we should do this? You know, this seems, we've got our own set of problems. We've got our own set of stuff that we need to do. Why are we focusing on international missions when we should be focusing on, uh, you know, in the, keeping the, the church afloat or, or, you know, that kind of thing. And, and trying to, to, to get across the idea that the missions of the church is missions, right? That, that this is not, missions is not something that takes away from um, our ability to do our job. It is additive, right? As we do what God has called us to do, God begins to uh, empower our church. Uh, God begins to, to, to do supernatural things within our church um, because we're being faithful, right? So that was kind of the first hurdle that we overcame. It was, it was mechanics. I mean, it was, um, you know, raising money, uh, you know, get, making sure that everybody had their, you know, all their uh, all their paperwork and the shots and everything else in place. Uh, because of the, the nature of the trip, we were going kind of, um, we were going into an environment that we didn't really, um, we didn't really know what to expect. Brandon hadn't been there. We'd never been there. You couldn't, there, there was no like, you really couldn't even find this place on a map. Uh, and so trying to figure out like, what is this going to be? Uh, you know, we, I mean, it was kind of like being back in the Marine Corps again, we were being expeditionary. We bought tents, bought gear, got all our together, uh, you know, shook it out, make sure, you know, everybody knew, Hey, this is, this is how you, you pack in case, you know, we waterproof all your gear and all that. So, um, you know, probably spent way more money than we should have at REI, but it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, and then just sitting down and, um, teaching people how to do chronological Bible story. I mean, it sounds like a really daunting, I mean, it's a chronological Bible story. It sounds like this incredibly daunting thing to do. 
And you just, you get across to him, hey, this is, this is telling Bible stories. This is how you teach your kids about the Bible. This is how, this is how we communicate truth to most people. And once they got that, oh, okay. And it, it, you, this light bulb went off and people began to see, okay, this isn't daunting. This is something that we can do. Um, um, most of the people out there are not used to teaching an hour, uh, an hour long class uh, twice a day. And, and so getting them to the place where they had that flexibility that, of being in front of a group of people for him, doing teaching, answering questions. Um, you know, we just, we worked through, uh, we worked through the classes and, and gave people opportunities to, to, to learn through that. As we got closer to the trip, you know, um, part of my job was, was, um, was praying through at, uh, one couple that was pretty integral to the trip that dropped out about a month before, uh, upended a lot of stuff. And, and so trying to lead, lead the group through that and make sure the, the trip continued to happen. Um, and just, and then, and then encouraging the church to take ownership of the trip so that as, um, so that as the team was blessed, the church was blessed. And so we, uh, we had a great send off the, the church, uh, everybody met at the church and the church, you know, fixed breakfast tacos for everybody. And we had to go bags and all this kind of stuff. And, and they, they sent us off really, really well. And then when we got back, we, we actually came into the church during the worship service on Sunday, which was, uh, which was really, really sweet. Um, and so I, I think that was really kind of my role was, uh, you know, planning and executing this thing, but then also making sure that the trip remained part of and integral to uh, to the rest of the church. Does, does that answer your question? That, that answers my question. Um, I, I know there, there are a lot of guys that, that might be interested in taking a trip like that, <clears throat> but wouldn't know what to do, wouldn't know how to prepare. You know, I, I think that uh, for those, I, and I think this is one of the, where the transformational power of experience comes in. I was able to make a relationship with Brandon because uh, in my old association that Daryl used to be the used to be the the, the, the directions, um, they invested in me. I mean, I, I was a my first time when I went down to, to work with Brandon. Time I had just quit my job and was pastoring a teeny tiny church out in the middle of the country, and uh, Daryl and and Sam Waltman um, paid my way um, and. And, and enabled me to be able to go on this trip. And I was able to see what this could be. And over time, as, as, as um, doing church development and pastoral training um, has really become a passion of mine, I w- I've been able to go on a bunch of trips through, uh, with other people. And so I knew what to expect uh, with leading a team. But I would say if, you, if you've never done one of these, man, join a church that's getting ready to do it. Next time we go, come and talk to me. I'd love to take out there that uh, that is interested in doing this, uh, get in contact with me offline or, or one of the other guys that have gone on one of these trips uh, and just go. You will not come back uh, the same person. It will change you um, and it will light a fire. I mean, it's kind of inconvenient because um, I, I would go on two or three of these a year if I could. Um, and, uh, and so I would say, if you're trying to do this, if you're looking at, at doing this, uh, partner with another church. 
grab a couple of people from your church and, uh, and partner with another smaller church that's getting ready to go on one of these trips and expose your people that way. So we have been in conversation here today with Andrew Beto, who's pastor at Oak Ridge Baptist Church here in San Antonio, and Brandon Carroll, who's president of Indigenous Amazon Ministries in Peru. This has been the podcast for the Kingdom Expansion team here at San Antonio Baptist Association. And uh, along uh, with Andrew and Brandon, Earl Quick has been on the, the podcast, as well as Dr. Daryl our executive director here at Saba, and uh, this is Rick Hudson uh, with the uh, Kingdom Expansion team, and we're so thankful that you've joined us, and we look forward to uh, continuing our conversations. We'll be talking uh, further uh, in our next podcast, so join us then. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.